Yeah, percussion. Percussion, uh, which is all about banging on things. Absolutely. <laughs> in the context of counting. Yep. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a verse from the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations are an invitation, because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, digital media operates from a distance, and that distance is not what's best for us with God or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Pastor O'Donnell, uh, it is so great to be able to jump into Christ in all things again. Um, and have these conversations with you, even when you're mockingly uh, picking your nose. Thank you very much. Which reminds me... I aim me, to please. Yeah, you, you do a fantastic job, which reminds me of the old wisdom uh, that my sister taught me, uh, that she learned from, I don't remember who... From Saturday Night Live? I don't remember who. You can pick your friends, and, and you, you can, can pick, pick your, your nose, but you, but can't, you can't wipe your friends on no, the back of the living room couch. You can't pick your friend's couch. nose, that's the rule. Yeah, I like mine better. In any case, we're here to talk about senior, seniors, and yeah, I don't, who, you know, who who have been given have gifts, stopped picking their nose. They did that a long pray, time prayerfully, ago. prayerfully. Uh, Nathan is saying no, that's not true. Okay, um, <laughs> Phelan is definitely saying that's not true because, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, the the whole point of this uh, conversation is we've got four seniors. Um, and they're getting ready to go off to college, and they have been, uh, by God's grace, given some really wonderful gifts in how he built them and who he created them to be, uh, and, and fairly unique gifts in each of them. Uh, and so I wanted to take uh, a little bit and just talk with you. The core four. The core four. Thank you, Megan. Uh, and talk with you guys about how you see the gifts that God has given you, how, how you view uh, the, the things that you are headed into doing in the fall, and how we can maybe help you frame them in a, in a sense of understanding these are gifts that Christ has given you. Can I, can I start with Clayton? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm genuinely interested. So, Cl Mr. Clayton, so, what do you, what, so you're going to go where to college next year. What's the plan? I'll be going to Whitewater, Wisconsin. So the University of Wisconsin, Whitewater. And what's the plan right now? What, you, what are you going to study? Uh, I'm planning to study finance. Finance. So what, hap what happened in high school that made you decide, okay, I want to do finance? Um, I've been really interested in like business like just as a whole. I've really liked math my whole like academic career. Um, I really enjoyed taking like economic class, and I enjoyed accounting um, in high school. Uh, and personal finance also. Um, uh, I've always been interested in like real estate and going into that possibly also in the future or being like a um, financial advisor. Okay. So, yeah. And so you get to explore that. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I'm super excited for you. So there, there wasn't, there wasn't any kind of moment, any epiphany, any moment in high school that said, I want to do this. It was just, this is, you have this aptitude and it's just kind of increased over time or was there something that... Yeah, it's kind of just increased over time. Okay. I've just liked it and I feel like it'd be a good fit for me as at least I feel like it would be a good fit. I love to go it. Into. Yeah, I'll be curious to, I'll be curious to see, what, see what happens. All right, Pastor Shackman, you're up. Are we going to go away from Clayton, or, or you go wherever you no, want? I want to stick with Clayton. He's got, the, he's got the mic in front of him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He tried to hand it off. No, 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 no. Keep it there. All right, Clayton, you are headed to Whitewater. Whitewater has a pretty active sport program for their students, or athletic program, a sport program. All right. Talk about names, right? Uh, pretty active athletic program. Uh, do you do you plan to continue to play? Um, I do plan to play club soccer there, possibly, okay. and then I'll do probably some intramurals. Yeah, yeah. If club goes really well, then maybe go beyond club, possibly, but I think I'll probably just do club. So what's the club team that's out there? Um, so at the club level, there's multiple club teams, and they travel kind of like the varsity team at Whitewaterwood. And they play multiple big schools, oh, wow. just like it's a varsity like type. But there's not as many practices, and it's more like chill kind of. I can't, I can't at all see that. See that as your vibe. <laughs> Ch- chill. Let's just go play a game of soccer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I I kind of got a rise out of him. Did you see that? I did. He said, "Yeah." <laughs> I I played club volleyball in college. It was great. So you didn't have the met you didn't ha- and I was at a smaller Division three school. You didn't have the commitment that the Division one athletes, which is really life, almost a full time job. Yeah, and then and then school. But we got to represent the school. We got to practice and travel around, and that was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. So I hope that happens for you. That'd be great. Absolutely. The at least at my little Division three school that I went to in Michigan, it's interesting. the The athletes on campus had a significantly higher grade point average than the general student population. Why do you think that is? Discipline. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's true on the D1 level, but at the Division three level, that was it was absolutely true. The, the discipline. Because athletes have it. Yeah, and you, you didn't, I mean, you had to, well, and you, if you were, if, I mean, if you were going to be a decent student, right, you were practicing, you were doing, you were doing your stuff, and you had, a, you had less time to just blow it. Yeah. And waste it. Yeah. So, well, good for you. Yeah, keep at it, by all means. When you go to Whitewater, uh, how do you, you're going to play, you're going to play some soccer, you're going to study some finance. How, how do you keep Christ in all things as you get ready to go off to school? To school? How do you do that? Um, like you go in the church? Yeah. Oh. Big, do we do we have a thing. decent campus ministry at Whitewater? I, Ooh, I forgot. We have a fairly decent one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a Missouri Synod Youth Ministry happening at Whitewater or just off campus in That's Whitewater. Good. Yeah. So we'll make sure to get you some information so you can plug in there, right? Uh, and this is something I'm going to come with for each of you guys, right? Uh, especially you guys that have gone to LCL. Uh, you've kind of been in this little bubble. Faith is front, uh, and and chapel twice a week, right? And you've you've had this ingrained into your life as a student, uh, and so 
in part, I want to have this conversation with you guys because not too far from now, I get to come to LCL and do a chapel about how do you stay connected to the, to the church? How do you stay connected to your faith as you go off to college or as you go into a summer without being in school? So uh, you're giving me some fodder, but don't worry, I won't mention you by name when I come to do chapel again. Let's let's move around the room yeah. for the sake of, for the sake of time. Let's go let's go to the girl's side of the room. Let's let's uh, let's talk to Megan. Okay. Hi, Meg. Hi. <laughs> so you are going where? I'm going the to fall? the University of Saint Mary's, Minnesota. Saint, the University of Saint Mary's in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Whereabouts in Minnesota is this university? Winona. It's in Winona. Yeah. Minnesota, which is actually not too far away from. No. Wisconsin. It's yeah, actually like kind of three hours. Three hours from here. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you'll have to forgive me. In my brain, right? I've lived in La Crosse for the last eleven years, and so Winona and La Crosse are like forty minutes apart. Yeah, they're really close. Yeah. So I've spent a good a bit of time in Winona. Um, there's some really cool stuff in Winona from our Lutheran Church Missouri Senate that you can plug into, and I will make sure to get that information to you. Uh, before you, before you head off to college, Okey-dokey. there's a guy that there's a guy you're gonna meet who is pretty awesome, okay. uh, Rocky Sandcork. If you're listening to this, you gotta get Megan plugged in. <laughs> so you're gonna st- you're gonna go to St. Mary's mm-hmm. in Winona, Minnesota, yeah. and study what? Um, I want to. I'm in a physician assistant program, so I'll be like, my major technically is biology slash pre PA. So I'm going to do three years undergrad of biology and pre-PA, and then I'm in a direct entry program. So then the next two years will be a master's degree at Mayo Clinic for PA school. For a physician's assistant. Physician assistant, yes. At the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. That That's like... Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Is this program with the Mayo Clinic, is this one that like when you're done they kind of say, hey, this is where we'd like to plug you in at the Mayo Clinic. Um, so, like, when I went through my interview and everything, like, their hope is that after you go through their program that you work for them, obviously, because they trained you and everything and taught you. You don't have to stay in Minnesota. You could be at, like, any of their... Any of the Mayo Clinics. Any of their Mayo Clinics, or just even, like, you don't have to work there. If it's not, like, a contract or something. But it's a cool but opportunity. It, it would be a good opportunity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So do you know where some of the branches of the Mayo Clinic are around the United States? There's one in Texas, right? And Arizona. And Arizona and Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Amongst various other places. Yeah. They're spreading out. Yeah. So what made you want to go PA? Um, well, I think I've always been interested in like the medical, like healthcare type of field. I like really like science and I like how it seems like the possibilities are endless of like things you can discover and learn and like you can always keep learning more things. But um, one of my friends said something about a PA and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I guess I'll check it out. And then I did some research and started looking into it and it just seemed like a good fit. And actually when I was like touring, I was kind of having second thoughts. But then when I went to have my interview to get into the program, the way they described it, and like I feel like I just learned so much more about it that I like fell in love with it, and I was like, I want to do this. I think it's really interesting, and I want to point this out. Uh, you described when it comes to that like 
scientific exploration or the study of of the body right there's so much we can learn it's like it's like almost endless right yeah. there's 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 never a bottom to what we can learn in a way that confesses something that's really cool and that is this we are creatures and god is the creator and so if he is the creator, that means he knows all and we know very limited amount of things. And so there's, there's never a bottom to what we can learn because God is the one that knows it all. And that also then confesses that we are not God. Right? So Pastor Shackman, I'm curious. I've known Megan since she was a little girl. Yeah. And you've known her slightly less than a year, but you've been spent a lot of time with her. Yeah. I, I'm curious. Well, it's because she's around a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious what you, what, I mean, I, I'm curious what you see in her that makes this a good fit for her. She is curious. Uh, the, Megan, you are curious. And I love it. You ask good questions and you soak up knowledge. She has one of my most famous questions Which, from confirmation. You but, do? But we'll do that another time. Oh, off, come on. Off, I don't even off, know what it is. Off mic. Oh. One of, one of my one most of famous confirmation okay. questions ever. Okay. One of those. Is that like one of these, ooh, this straw is really gross questions? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think it. So, okay. so I, to, to get back, Pastor O'Donnell, to your question... Um, I, Megan, I see in you uh, a thirst for knowledge. You you love to learn. You soak stuff up. You ask questions about what you're learning. The curious nature and the joy that you have in pursuing those things is kind of fun to watch. It, it really is. Um, so if, if, if your professors at the college level, at the next level, if they see half of what I've seen, when it comes to like your understanding of biblical things or what God has given us in his word and even how he's created us so uniquely, they're going to love it. Mm -hmm. Right. So as you go into this, my encouragement to you would be keep on the forefront, the idea that there's so much we can learn because God is the one that's created it all. Right. Don't, don't let that idea get overwhelmed by the other theories in this biological, physical, medical community that all but undermine that truth, right? Because the, the more curious you ought to understand how God has built us, the more credit you're going to give to him for the uniqueness of it, and the more wisdom you're going to display to those around you as you appreciate what God has given us. I think doctors can be particularly tempted with a kind of God complex, they're yeah. so smart and they work so hard that they, you know, we, we, we and know it all. And they save lives. Yeah, and they, they save lives. lives. Yeah. Like literally their in their hands. Yeah. And one, one, of the, one of the things I can see Megan bringing to that is come, when she comes alongside doctors is the sense of humility and curiosity and, um, and to help a doctor sometimes get out of his head and realize this is a human being with a soul in front of him. Yeah. Um, and he's got to, that he or she has to address them on that level and that the best care actually Because has. Megan will. Because Megan will do that. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the reasons we love you. Good question, by the way. Mm -hmm. What have I seen in Megan? Yeah. How about, uh, now, how about Nathan? Yeah, Nathan, let's go across the room to you. So you are going, I know the answer to this question, but our listeners don't. So in the fall, Nathan, you are going where? Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. Drake in Des Moines, Iowa. And what, what is uh, 
What is the portents of your field of study? I'm going to be studying actuarial science. Which means what, actually? Um, <laughs> they basically predict risk for insurance companies. So, you know, we can decide uh, whether or not to give, like, what plan of insurance to people based on what we think, like, if they're going to get in accidents or, you know, die or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, they, uh, if I may interject, interject here, I, I am... I am because I, I have, I've been hoping to talk to you about this. Because, Nathan, you, I mean, right, off the charts, smart. And this is no surprise. And you could have done... Like Goodwill Hunting, wicked smart. Yeah, you, you could have done all kinds of different stuff. I mean, just about anything under the... And that, that actually presents its own challenge. Because you could have done this or that or the other, the other thing. Why this? Um, well... Yeah, I've always been um, pretty good at like every subject, but um, I guess just it's true. the math really stood out to me. Like this is actually interesting to me. Um, which which unlike, is why, which is why he was arguing with us one night about how a circle is actually a square. Yes, <laughs> we're not going to go into it. We're not going to go into it, but. Yeah, so you're, you're talking about going and using the get the math particular. Yeah, um, basically, um, last year my friend was like, "Hey, you know, my mom is an actuary, and she is like really good at math, uses math a lot, and um, she thought it would be good for me to go into that because I like math and stuff, and I think you are the same way, so." I think you should look into this actuarial science stuff. So I researched it. That was a um, good choice for me. Um, looked at schools uh, that were the best at actuarial science in the country, and Drake was among the top. And my friend also happens to be going to Drake, so um, we were going together. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Your friend who? Trevor. That could be trouble. <laughs> I don't know Trevor. Why would that be trouble? Oh, no, because they're buddies. It's awesome. Yeah, no, Trevor, Trevor's not a troublemaker by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Good gravy, no. <laughs> Clayton's over here shaking his head furiously. <laughs> so, Nathan, how, how can you, uh, those all, with all the variety of gifts that God has given you, because it, part of, and I'm, I'm going to make an application here, part of the giftedness you have with mathematics is also in your createdness, right? And I say that because you are also, while you're a, a cross-country runner and a track runner and a, uh, a math nerd or genius or geek or whatever you want to call it, you, you are also involved in music, mm -hmm. particularly in one area. Of not, music. not just involved, but yeah. Yeah, percussion. Percussion, uh, which is all about banging on things. Absolutely. <laughs> In the context of counting. Yep. Because if you're not counting, then you're just randomly banging on things. But but because you because math because numbers because counting, it is so ingrained in who you are. Being a percussionist is actually quite a natural fit yep. as well. For sure. So t talk about how you see 
that love of math connecting to your life as a musician? Or do you? I haven't really thought about connecting the two before, but... Um, food for thought. <laughs> for thought. Now that you uh, bring it up, you know, the rhythm, the beat, counting definitely does um, have a connection to the, the set of skills they use for math. Boy, pulling, pulling, getting Nathan to just pull back and not talk so much. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. I, I you know, it, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm excited for all of you. And Nathan, I hope. Um, I have, a, I have a, a friend of mine who is exceptional at math, and even at the University of Wisconsin Madison, didn't have to open a book, um, which I think is relatively, uh, actually, unfortunate. Um, I hope that's not the case for you. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope that you encounter some genuine challenge because I think you're gonna love it. Um, yeah, that, you know, in in the competition and the you know whatever whatever that might mean. When you're seriously challenged by others, I think you're gonna genuinely love it. And I'll be curious to see what the Lord does when that when that happens. So Nathan, how do you then with those gifts? How do you make sure that Christ stays at the forefront of using the gifts that He's given you? mean for math or for music yes either one all right or all of the above yeah well for music for sure um you know i've been involved in different praise teams in church and at lcl um so just making sure that um god is the center of my music there um and then for math i mean i'm not really sure how uh, math can be used. Oh, maybe maybe we should talk about that. Maybe right? you can enlighten me. So, Pastor O'Donnell, yeah, uh, so, some some guy comes to St. Paul's, and uh, he he sits down with you or I, and he has this wonderful conversation about how he grew up in the church and he was real active uh, in his youth group, like one of the core four. And, uh, and now he is, he is graduated from college and he's got a job, we'll say a business accounting firm, and he, he wants to know how he can use his mathematical gifts in service to the church. Oh my goodness, piles away. <laughs> like? Well, it, yeah, and well, I mean, let, let's assume you have this gift for analysis. So, I mean, one of, one of the ways is look at, for example, look at the church's giving. And, and and not just giving in a moment, but giving over time. Yeah, yeah. Looking at looking at trends, seeing uh, demographics. One of the things that I would encourage you, who are because you're gifted in that way, is to get involved and start and start to get involved in in Christian finance. So under understand because Jesus does a great deal of teaching about money, about money and the use of money and its correlation to our our spiritual lives. That could be an enormous gift. You have somebody who who knows numbers and knows what God says about money that to help to help people. I mean, I, I have been looking for. I had a guy like that in the congregation that, when the Lord brought me back into the church in my twenties, there was a guy and there was a guy in my congregation who was like that. And one of his primary avenues of service in the congregation is when somebody became a new member. This guy and his wife they made a visit to the new member individual. In my case, I was single at the time, or couple, or family. He helps, he, his, 
service to the church, a significant part of his service to the church was on behalf of the pastor and the leadership, he helped people begin to understand what God taught about money and if they needed help to get to help them with steps along the way to get started in in giving. It was, you know, Nathan, it was it was a revelation to me. I mean, because I remember, I mean, I hadn't, I didn't grow up with this stuff. I didn't grow up with tithing, and the guy t- used this word several times when I was talking to him, and I didn't know what it was. Tith? Yeah. He's, he kept using this word tithe. And yeah. over the course of time in the conversation, like, this guy's in my apartment, and he and his wife, they're talking to him. Yeah, the first couple of years when we started the school, we, we tithed 50%. And I, first, I, and, and, and then, I'm not kidding. And in, in, in the context, I, I realized, no way. Like this guy and his wife, off the top, when he got his paycheck, he wrote 50% of it to the church while they were trying to get a school started. And I, you know, I was just kind of, what? I mean, that just seemed nuts to me. Um, but then he kept talking about, well, you know, we, we now, and we, we never gave less than 20%. And this guy was super successful. Was, and I thought, I think that's nuts, but whatever you got, that I want that, that faith, that right. So, I don't know. Who knows where the Lord takes you, Nathan? But the, the, you know, with with that kind of with that kind of gift, that can be an enormous gift. Yeah, if I to can, a if I can, if I can be so bold as to interrupt you without pushing the interrupt yeah. button. Yeah. Uh, the the point is, Nathan, the particular set of skills that you have when it comes to numbers and knowing finances and knowing how those things work over time are an amazing gift that you can give to some congregation to just live in their midst and help people see God's gifts. Jesus talks about money 25% of the time that he opens his mouth. But it can be analysis of congregational trends and all kinds of stuff. And by the way, Clayton, as a guy who wants to go into finance and right. I'm saying the same thing to you. I should have said yeah. I should have said yeah. this earlier. It applies to both of you. That would be my encouragement to you as well. Part of part of your college studies, get to know Christian finance so you can be prepared to engage in it and then help others. And if you want to have more conversations about how to do that, please come and talk to us. Yep. Fair. Cool. Phelan. Uh Phelan, you are going where? I'm going to Indiana University in Bloomington. As of a week ago. Uh, as of Wednesday. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Um, that's a pretty a pretty big coup for you mm-hmm. because you are headed off to college to study vocal performance. Vocal performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know Phelan or haven't seen, met Phelan, Phelan is a spark plug who sings opera like nobody's business. <laughs> I'm amongst other things, right? She was Mary Poppins this this her senior year um, in the musical at school, uh, and has been in pretty much every performance that I've seen at LCL in some way, shape, or form. So music is kind of your life. Mm-hmm. So what drove you to go study vocal performance? So it wasn't one thing, um, nor was it just you know, kind of going with the wind. It was a series of events that kind of led me to this. Um, Any number of things that were opened for me, doors that were open, people that I met. um, I mean, first of all, realizing 
um, how much I love it. I mean, I've always been a part of it. My family has made sure that I've been involved in music in any number of aspects throughout my entire life. But uh, I, I love it and I have a passion for it, particularly in the church. Um, and so there was that aspect of it. There was also being able to see, especially as I matured, um, the impact that can, it can have on people. And especially when I got to the point where people would come up to me and then share their stories or how my music impacted them. And sometimes it gets pretty emotional. Um, so seeing the impact that they can have on someone and the joy that it can bring or even just the vulnerability that it can bring that can be very, very beneficial. Um, so seeing the impact, loving it, and then also having some people step into my life who really told me that they thought I could make it happen. Um, I didn't think I, I didn't think I was really at that level where I could make it happen up until about a year ago. I started thinking more heavy about it when I had a professor um, tell me I should look into it. And so from then it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, but I've had a lot of doors open for me um, and a and, lot of blessings. And, yeah. and some of those doors have opened uh, kind of out of the blue mm -hmm. and rather abruptly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. F fun. <laughs> or, <No>. not, or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As the case may be. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I imagine you don't end up in vocal performance as a major in college without growing up in a house where there's music. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about how that music growing up has always been there and shaped you toward this goal? Right. So, I mean, from day one, my family has had me in church, right? Um, pastor's family, but just <laughs> a very devoted Lutheran family. Um, and to music in particular. And so I've grown up in the church, hearing church music, the beauty that can bring the nostalgia that comes with music. There's that connection, um, that, that, that depth that comes through music that you don't get through even just spoken word. Um, so I've grown up with church music and then having my parents and my family sing to me every night and singing together and that fellowship that comes with singing together and singing out of the hymnal before we go to bed. Um, that's where I learned to sing. I learned to sing with my family, singing along with me and in the church and in church choirs. So my um, musical ability came out of a foundation of church music, not the other way around. So how do you use it going forward? So I mean, I you're mean, you're going to be surrounded by a world of vocal performance, mm -hmm. right? At a at a at a public university mm -hmm. uh, that is typically in that art world, uh, not not regularly rooted in the gospel. Mm -hmm. Right. So I mean, I don't have to be singing hymns to glorify God. Um, I can use my talent that he's given me, just share that, and there's beauty that comes through. Even if I didn't sing any words at all, and just sang, ah, and then, but just beautifully. 
and as best uh. as I could. Um, there's there's beauty and depth that comes through that that can um, impact people in ways that you don't really understand until you experience it. Yeah. Um, so there, there's just sharing that gift with others, which I believe can be an incredible tool. Um, there's also, I've done this before and I'll continue to do it as best I can. I've sung for funerals. Yeah. I think that music can be an incredible gift to people, especially for the families as they are grieving, celebrating the life of a loved one. I think that there is a lot of joy that can be brought out of that and comfort. You made a point earlier that when people have heard you sing, they have come up to you and just opened up Mm -hmm. and told stories. And and this, I think, is a really, it's cool that you uh, are making this connection. So my encouragement to you would be, um, don't be afraid to step through that door Mm -hmm. with them and point to the reason that you sing, Mm -hmm. right? We're, uh, we are told to always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is in us. Mm-hmm. And you know full well, Phelan O'Donnell, where your gift has come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you work hard. You've been trained, right? Mm-hmm. You've got this foundation that we, you were given. But even more so, you, you were created with a gift. And as you are able to share that gift and people respond by sharing their story, Mm-hmm. or by by being vulnerable in their moment of telling you about the hope that you that your singing pointed them to don't be afraid to step into that moment and mm-hmm. speak Christ right and speak of the the where your gift comes from and i know you're not <laughs> make sure my encouragement to you would be uh, make sure to find ways to continue training yourself as to how to respond to those who come and share their story in a way that points them beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Every now and then I make sense. <laughs> Not all the time. That's why she's, she's laughing at me. Pastor O'Donnell, is there anything you want to add as we're sitting here chatting with your daughter? What a, well, or all four of these kids? What a, mar- what a, it, it, it's so fun it's been so fun watching you guys grow up. It's a joy to see you recognizing your gifts and starting to go for it and see where the Lord will take you. To reiterate what Pastor Shockman said earlier, we're going to help you um, find a campus ministry. Uh, strongly encourage you. Because even if, even if you're at a Christian college, your faith is going to be tested. I mean, certainly if you go to a major public university like Phelan is, uh, that faith is going to get tested. Um, but it'll be tested one way or the other. My strong encouragement to you right, is, is to stay rooted and be in, be in church and plug, your, and plug yourself in and surround yourself, and surround yourself with people you know, who are, who are trying to keep the faith in the midst of environments that aren't always super friendly to this. I think that's a charitable way to put it. <laughs> um, aren't always super friendly and sometimes outright antagonistic. And also, do, and also do us a favor and don't repeat my stupid mistake when I went. Because when I went off to college pursuing my dream, and it was awesome, I also kind of forgot the people who were behind. 
I was so focused on. I was doing my dream. Um, call, yeah, live call, your truth, man. Call your call your mom and dad, even if they annoy you. <laughs> um, call your call your siblings. Stay, you know, make it make it a point. Make it a point on your calendar, because it's going to be so easy just can get consumed with all you're doing, and all these. You know, we've been, you know, we've been back there, and even even a text message to one of us or something to let us know, hey, I'm doing okay. That we, would it would be great to hear from you. We would dearly appreciate that. Yeah. Clayton wants to chime in. Yeah, my neighbor, he just went to actually Drake. He's a freshman over there right now. Um yeah, we've talked to we're really close with his family and his parents. And he's doing well over there and all, but his parents are kind of like mad at him for not checking in with them and like sending like a message or a phone call because he's been really close with them for like a while. Yeah. And he loves his parents, but like he's just like so like active at Drake and doing so many things. Yeah. His parents just want like a simple like check in. Schedule it on a Sunday afternoon to spend 10 minutes just FaceTiming with mom and dad or something like that. Yeah. Just to check in. That's a great idea. Uh, speaking of checking in, we should check in uh, with the fact that we're done for the night. Or supposed to be. Smooth segue. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for spending the time with us tonight. Uh, I know I kind of hijacked your youth group meeting to do this, uh, but you've been super gracious about it. Uh, so thanks for sharing with us and providing uh, great, a, a great opportunity for our listeners to uh, hear how you see Christ in all things and how uh, Christ in all things really is not just a, something for old guys or something for pastors, uh, but it really can be something for, for everybody. All right. Uh, God bless and keep you guys, and we'll see you next week. Uh, to our listeners, we'll see you next time. For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either ChristInAllThings.org or SPLCO.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping, as well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping <laughs> and a word of thanks, plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleepin' bananas. <laughs> Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission. <laughs>